All right, it is the Brad and Brit cast. As we finish up our first week here of the year, and uh, we'll, we'll put in a little bit of effort today, if you don't mind. Oh, I do have some good. I've got some good news to start. Um, it has been announced. Several media outlets are reporting that Gary Hahn will resume as the voice of the Wolfpack when the basketball team takes on Miami on January the fourteenth, next Saturday. Brad. Okay, so. He's uncancelable. Now, now, all I want you to do is go back and listen to yourself because you were in the jackal pack that wanted him to have no career after this. You wanted him gone. You did. I thought it, I thought it would it. happen. Admit it. I, I oh, I admitted. I thought this would be the end of it, but no, I, I was wrong. And I said no. It, it shouldn't end his career. Although it looked like it might because they they kept him silent. And he hasn't said anything about it. With, with this announcement, is is he saying something? Uh, I, I haven't him, seen him. You can't just put him back on there and not have him address this, right? I, uh, I, I they, there's no statement from him, and I don't know even know if NC State's going. Hey, we can't do anything. Learfield uh, hired. They hey, make the decision, what, which is what they did when the, the suspension came out. Wait, you know what they're going to do? I've got it. They're going to have him go down to the border. Biden apparently is uh, going to make a visit next week and let Gary Hahn do the play-by-play of all the illegal aliens who are hanging out in El Paso these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a chance. He can make it across the No, no, yeah, he stopped yeah, short. He yeah. stopped All right, well, good. We don't, we, his career didn't need to, to end over that. We've, well, I mean, you know. But good I, for I, him. I got, right. I got fired over some fake tits one time. Did I ever tell you about right. that? That's so be, That's because an injustice, no, because an injustice was done to you, <laughs> it, instead of saying, I, I hope this doesn't happen to anyone else, or well, as we always say after a disaster, let's do what we need to do to make sure this doesn't happen again. You want it to be worse for everyone. <laughs> this seems oh, like, and I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. this seems more egregious uh, in some way, shape or form on a network of, of things. It seems no. more, more of a forced error. All right. All right. Let it go. No one cares. <laughs> Carry no on. Cares. No one listens to play by play on radio of North Carolina. Okay. It's seven people now. Okay. No one cares. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's on Sirius <laughs> XM channel. <laughs> it was, you know, being play by play guy for a major college team was a big deal 30 years ago. Now, no one cares. So <laughs> how dare you? It's it. All right. Here how are your, dare you? Here are your, uh, uh, topic choices here. No compete clauses. Um, new member insurrectionist dreadful biographies good gore uh, kevin is oh for seven yeah uh and bipartisan biden bridge blowout with mitch wow had a person missing uh do the uh do the number seven and we'll go to the non-competes all right first i want to finish the sentence here that i started and I left off the end on purpose because I want to just get this out because I noticed this yesterday and I can't be the only one that noticed this, but apparently I am. You know, they split screened it on Wednesday of the total meltdown in the House of Representatives with President Biden in Kentucky in front of that horrible bridge that connects Covington, Kentucky to Cincinnati, the one the Brent Spence, it's the Brent Spence right. bridge, right? The 500 year old bridge mm-hmm. that, you know, 
they actually should have apparently well, got the infrastructure bill passed anyway. And so they're all there to take their their bows for a bipartisan um, move that shows that government can do things when there is some goodwill on both sides. Yeah, you know all the, the, the backstory on that. So who's there? Here's the list. President Biden. Yeah. Mitch McConnell. Senator McConnell, sure. Um, two more senators. We have Sherrod Brown, sure, Democrat Brown. of Ohio. Sure. We have Rob Portman, former yeah. senator former, right. from Ohio. Right. Right. Uh, we have the Democratic governor of Kentucky. Yeah, Bashir. Uh, we have the current Republican governor of Ohio. Okay. Who's missing from uh, that? JD, J.D. Vance. Uh, piece of shit J.D. Vance, the newly elected senator from the great state of Ohio. Well, he's not in office yet. He's not a senator yet, and he can't take credit. He didn't vote on this. Okay. I'm talking about someone who Nonetheless, I think you sworn in, but okay. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know who. Who would oh Rand Paul? Rand Paul wouldn't be there. You go there. there Rand Paul, okay. Duke University, right. Duke, Duke fucking University. Right there. Who so, lost last night? By the way, Duke lost. Just thought I'd put that in there. So think of all those people that were there. Yeah, but not Rand Paul, the other mm-hmm. senator from Kentucky. I don't know. He's he is such a piece of shit. He is. Well, I think there's he an ass such. He's there's a, so horrible. There's an asshole convention in DC, as you may have been seeing this week, and he couldn't he couldn't not go, even though he's in the wrong chamber. He's in the other place. He did Mitch just, McConnell. Mitch McConnell is is, is equivalent to Rand a, Paul. He's a pretty that big asshole. Work. He's a fairly you know, large that, asshole. He he should have been there, but remember, he's one of those guys. I don't even think he's really. He's not of Kentucky. He's of no. Rand Paul. He's no. of. No. whatever that is, and he was not there for something that was inarguably pretty good for the citizens of Kentucky and Ohio. He sucks. I just wanted to point that out. Sure. And 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 by the way, if, if J.D. Vance had been in the Senate when this passed, he wouldn't have been there either. You're right. But, <laughs> but you know, he's he's kind of a... Um, he, he he's a backbencher in this this story, but it, it's all about Rand Paul being just a dick face. All right, as if as if we needed to reconfirm that, right? Yeah. Well, it's a, I didn't know that was a double decker bridge. That is a double decker bridge. Mm. Huge thing. I think the the Kentucky uh, folks are coming this way, and then the other Ohio folks are coming the other way. And that Brent Spence Normally. guy was actually born in the 19th century. All right, get to the yeah. non compete story because uh, this is a a, uh, a big deal here. Yeah, well, it's it, it's only a big deal if it uh, if it actually uh, becomes a, a for real thing here. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh, saying uh, that this is one of the reasons that that uh, this this will help salaries go up. That was one of the things they said in some of the stories right. I was reading. Right. Let me see if I ditch this something. Uh, I got it. Here we go. Um, remember, we're just at the point where we have a regulator proposing yeah. a new rule to say no more no compete clauses the argument is that the employer restriction on workers interested in changing jobs artificially suppresses wages so the simplistic idea of if we just got rid of uh, no compete clauses everyone would make more money and life would be better that's that's a bit 
It's a bit simplistic. That's a bit simplistic. Um, I don't. I don't know who's yeah. saying that, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of silly. The the uh, FTC proposal would prevent businesses from entering into non competes with workers and require employers to knock out such existing clauses. And right now, we have thirty million people working under those agreements, and they always come up with a number here to make it sound better than it might be. Maybe it is. They say three hundred billion dollars more a year would uh, be paid out in wages or as we capitalist pigs like to say it would cost employers more money and that would be passed on to consumers, consumers but, right. okay yeah. I'm, is, I'm gonna play i was just accidentally playing republican there for it, a moment it's another tax so this is a 300 billion dollar tax exactly. on america that's what this right, is right, right, right. the uh, chairman of the ftc who is hated the Republicans hate her guts. All right. <laughs> Silicon Valley hates her guts. Right. She's a big critic of what's going on out there. Her name is Lena Khan, and it's a K-H-A-N Khan. You know what that means. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? The freedom to change. Well, it ain't a K-A-H-N. There's a difference. Oh, there's okay? a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, at your, a... look, look at your Middle East map. You'll see the difference. <laughs> a little Hebrew thing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The freedom to change jobs is core to economic liberty and to a competitive, thriving economy. Absolutely, totally, 100% true. Non-competes block workers from freely switching jobs, which, by the way, unless I'm missing something here, hasn't that been one of the things right now that has helped to, again, I'm taking the um, uh, a very capitalistic Republican... That's helped to drive inflation because workers have been changing jobs so quickly for higher wages because they can. And there are so many job openings that they've been freed. And by the way, good for workers. Good for workers. But again, I'm, it, I'm just- it was always it was always preposterous. They were always basically unenforceable in right to work states anyway, but they would harass you on this and they would just try to make you go to court and do shit like that all the time. This, this was stupid. And I'm glad it looks like they're taking a step to get rid of it. Yeah. This, uh, this would not apply to non-disclosure agreements. Right. In other words, it, if you switch jobs, it doesn't mean you get to spill the beans. No, it's an industrial espionage, espionage and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, we, we both were subject to those sort of things. We worked in our previous careers. We would, right. that, but, yeah. Exactly. So, do you want you want to tell your story first? Do you want me to tell mine? First? I think yours is better because you 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 were you were facing litigation. You were like this close to litigation. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, they fire me at Rock ninety two around Labor Day weekend of nineteen ninety six. I can't believe it's coming up on thirty years here soon. Uh, they they fire me and. Um, I was at, at the beginning of the second year of a, of a contract and the contract said that if they fired me, they didn't have to pay out the entire contract, but they had to pay out six months of what I was getting paid, which, you know, it was a half year's pay. I'm good with that. It was a decent amount of money. And it was delivered in one lump sump, as I recall. <laughs> and they, they they wrote me a check, and they sent me out the door, which, to their credit, yeah. that doesn't happen very often. No. It, does, it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, usually, they, they, they string you out. or Okay. So, so they do that. Now, remember, I'm the morning guy on a 
radio station in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's called Rock 92. By the way, congratulations to our buddies Chris and Chris. 30 now years. They're, they're th- three, uh, 300 years, I think it is. <laughs> no, it's a, Ke- Kelly just celebrated his or, 30th year at the company. As, as Bill Maher likes to say very often, my old job. <laughs> okay. So what was the what were the restrictions wait, and the parameters well, of your not? Wait, wait. But here, here was the, this was so crazy because it said, "All right, we have to pay you six months, but you can't work in the same profession in the same city, in the same listening area for the length of the contract, which was about a year. So right. they're going to pay me for six months, right? But keep me off the air, not just for that six months, but for an additional." six months see that's bullshit so in my mind was you know what you want me to stay off the air for a whole year you know pay me for a whole pay year. for the whole year that's reasonable but, but that in my mind it was reasonable but it wasn't yeah. in a contract um so in month seven <laughs> all right month seven uh, i get an offer from this little tiny little am radio station in the city that we're in, Greensboro. The, the station doesn't exist anymore. It's probably been through 12 ownerships and nobody can hear it. And, you know, your toaster has a yeah. a, a larger broadcasting radius than this station had. It was, cer- certainly no threat to to uh, a large FM. Was it 5,000 watts? Was that what it was? I don't know. No. Five? five? Are you crazy? Right. I, I think one, it was one of those 1,000, maybe 500, maybe 12, 12 watts. <laughs> 12 watts. Well, so <laughs> wait, so so this this time, and uh, I go on the air in the afternoon, and I don't know whether it was the next day or, or or the second day. I'm I'm at home waiting to go in, and there's a, a knock on the door, and it's the county sheriff <laughs> handing me papers, cease and piece of paper, piece of paper. Right, you're not allowed to uh, be on the air. You violated your contract, and uh, we'll we'll see in court in a couple weeks. Okay, for violation of of the contract. All right. Now, keep in mind. Remember, I, I certainly was no threat to this old station economically, and of course, in my mind, in addition to if you want me off the air for a year, pay me for a year. Yeah. It it was if I'm so bad that you fired me you should probably welcome my suck right. on another station where I would you know, ruin their, their aura and their, their ratings and their, their revenues too. But again, it wasn't in the contract. Uh, so now I'm off the air after a couple of days and we approach our day in court, our day in court. But in that interim amount of time, it becomes a big news story in our part of the world it's it's in the newspapers and uh an old tv friend of mine who by the way is still on television as we speak in in uh in our market on the uh nbc affiliate wxii the cleverest call letters ever you see x and ii is 12 and roman Roman numerals which by the way i bet you to this day 99 percent of people don't even think of that one but Anyway, that's how people in broadcasting like to think. Anyways, Bill, his name's Bill O'Neill, and Bill's a great guy. And Bill says, oh, I want to do a story on you because, of course, I had to go apply for unemployment because I didn't know whether I was going to be able to work. 
You know, come to think of it, I, I believe Bill O'Neill ended up fucking Rock 92 twice because he also did the Pete Bunch story when Pete Bunch left, which oh, also good. pissed him off. I'm glad. Good for him. <laughs> that's, that's Emmy Award level work. Anyway, so I said, all right, Bill, meet me down at the unemployment office. Uh, so there we are. And I'm standing in front of the unemployment office and, you know, his cameraman is, you know, shooting me and Bill O'Neill is off to the side, like you see on any, on any broadcast, on any piece. And the voiceover that Bill O'Neill is doing is Brad Krantz is being prevented from working by his old radio station, Rock 92. And then they cut to a picture of me and I have over my mouth. I have one of the radio station bumper stickers, okay? (laughs) And so you hear me on TV going, and then you hear me speaking. And it was a great visual. It and then you, Brad, you go in being silenced. Yeah, and he, he interviews you and you're like, hey, I just want to feed my family. I just want to pay my yeah. mortgage. I just, you know, exactly. it's stuff like that. It was great. It was really, right. of course, right. unforgivable. Right. <laughs> unforgivable. I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing this for all it's worth. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I figure, well, maybe by doing that, there'll be a little bit of uh, backlash to the radio station that was trying to stop me from working at the little teeny tiny radio station. Well, I'm sure I was right. I'm sure there were advertisers that called them. What are you doing? Why are you crushing yeah. this guy? What's going on? So you had that two-week period between the time I get the cease and desist order and the court appearance. And then in the middle there, I'm on TV uh, doing this. So by the time we get to court, uh, we're all ready to go. Uh, we've got some character witnesses. We've got a guy who's uh, studies ratings, and he was going to, he was going to get up there on, on our behalf and say, look, um, the ratings for this station are one one hundredth, one one hundredth in terms of the size of the audience uh, than Rock 92. I mean, we're, we're, we're ready to go. We're ready to rock. And uh, just as things are about to start, there's been a settlement. There's been a settlement. And uh, the settlement is that the owner of the new radio station I was going to work at, this little station, he actually agrees to pay $10,000 in quote-unquote damages to Rock 92 for my violating the no-compete clause, but he wanted me on the air, to his credit. That settled the issue. That that settled settled the issue issue right there, and I went right back on the air. This guy, of course, himself turned out to be a complete sleazeball. (laughs) (laughs) But at that moment, at that moment, good for him. He was ready to step up and pay to, uh, you know, get me to work for him. He he didn't think that I sucked that badly. He was wrong, of course. <laughs> but but the, the the point here is that the no compete clause idea was was idiotic. It, it, it's certainly in, in in entertainment like we're talking about here. I didn't have any trade secrets. That I was going to spill. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Do traffic and weather together. Sometimes do weather before the traffic. Call it weather and traffic together. You what know, are that's you, the kind of trade secret? What, what are your I trade secrets? You remember like WKW? Hey, let's play a shit ton of Bob Seeger. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. didn't think of that. Hang on. <laughs> All right. So that's that's mine. And and it would be nice if going forward, 
that uh, nobody had to be concerned about that kind of thing in in a job like this. Because I, you know what, Britt, I've heard of people who work for uh, Jimmy John's delivering sandwiches, and the, uh, several years ago they used to make people who would work for Jimmy John's delivering sandwiches. Oh, that's, that's sign a no compete clause. Oh, that's unconscionable. That they, they wouldn't go across the street and that's work for Jersey Mike's. Or, you, well, you can, but that's, you can, but that's why this law, as much it, as I was playing capitalist pig there, does need to, to happen. Oh, it because. needs to go away. I mean, if you, if you deliver food for uh, Uber Eats, you can also deliver for DoorDash and Grubhub. You're an independent contractor. You can work for two at the same time, in the same night. You can turn one of them off and go for the other one. If you drive for Uber, then you can go over I, the lift. This, I think this was, this was in the years before those kind of deliveries. Oh, I know, but so it's 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 ridiculous. It's outdated. It is anti. I think it's anti, I think it's un-American. I think it's ridiculous. Always, you should be able to get to maximize whatever your earnings are to the most to the highest bidder. I'm a capitalist when it comes to that, and forget about industrial espionage or any of that shit. Yeah, you should be able to uh, for the five people that are left in radio. Brit, <laughs> if you want to walk Brit, across the street, Brit. You would know just how many pieces of thin Genoa salami exactly go on a Jimmy John sandwich and you take it over to Jersey Mike's. Next oh, thing over. you know, it's over. Jimmy John's is out of business. <laughs> the secret is out. It's stupid. I mean, it's really it really is to laugh, and I'm glad that they're taking steps to get rid of this because it makes no sense and i just wish back when radio was actually an industry that people worked in <laughs> that it could have helped out some people back then you should have been able to quit on friday and go across the street and work as a new morning guy at the next station on the following monday yeah, that should they have been pay you more money absolutely it always, should, it always should have been that, that should have been that's how it should have been and if you were I mean, that that's how they do it yeah and and now that you can look back over decades can you think of an example where uh someone switched stations and it destroyed the previous station there may be a few examples of that yeah. but that wasn't because no it wasn't of a non-compete clause that held up the person for six no. months or a year the one i it heard about was, it was a mis it was a mistake that you made in firing the person right. in the first place it usually be over some personal peak you had the one I heard was uh, the, where Rick Dees gets fired at that station in Memphis, like when Disco Duck is number one because they told nah. him not to talk about it. He talked about it. He goes across the street and he destroys them, and everybody gets fired, and the people who fired him got fired, but it didn't have anything yeah. to do with it. It was their stupidity. It was mismanagement. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kevin, the, is, Kevin is 0 for 7. Kevin yeah, is 0 for 7. And he's working on 8 even as we speak. They didn't even take a break. They just went right into 8. All right. Well, let me, let me just say this. If he gets to 8. Yeah. He ties a spectacular record, one of those ones that we thought was like Babe Ruth's home run record, or uh, it, it just never. Larry King was divorced eight times. Oh, there you go. Eight times. Did, did, did you ever think that the number eight could ever be eclipsed in any form? Eight is enough. In human, right, right. So we're now if. We won't be back doing another Brad and Britcast till Monday. If they keep doing three or four of these a day, they'll be up to like 15 or 16, seven, who knows, by by Monday. So uh, be on the lookout for numbers that will correlate to just incredible, incredible uh, feats of athletic skill or um, you know political success or or failure you know for instance uh what's his name um 
the guy who kept running for president uh, eight eight million times till he died. What was his name? Uh, Linda LaRouche. No, not no. LaRouche ran a bunch of times, but there was the other guy ran from like the 1920s to the 1960s. What the hell was his name? Anyway, uh, um, he might have been at, 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 at 10 number of times that, that he ran for uh, for office. I just can't recall his name right now. Um, but they 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 uh, the, the big one in the seventh one was Matt Gates standing up and uh, nominating Donald Trump for Speaker of the House. And that was the only vote that Donald Trump received. Yeah. Surprising. Well, you know what? He didn't he didn't campaign hard enough. <laughs> he was leading, but then a lot of votes came in there at the last moment and just swamped him. And that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's let's look at, uh, you know, some of the who are these people? Who are the the uh, tremendous 20? Who are they? And and I really, truly think, and while we're telling these these kind of personal stories here, the the irony of the calendar for, for me and for my wife on this is amazing. And here's why. On January 6th, 2021, January 6th, 2021, I knew nothing of what was going on till about 4.30 in the afternoon. Now, oh, why is that? How, how could that be? Uh, that's all I do is, is pay attention to the news. I have a phone. Yeah. I have a, you know, I'm always, and I knew nothing. And this is because on that day we were picking up our dog at about noon or one o'clock. He had just had surgery the day before on his knee. He had a knee, oh, oh, that's wild. knee surgery thing where, you know, the ACL blows out. This happens on a lot of dogs and we had the surgery you bring your dog home and he has to be immobilized. You have to pay hundred percent attention to the dog. It was just on that day. It was just coincidental. I didn't turn on the TV till about four 30 and you didn't message me about this. No, I didn't. Your I was having, I was having a procedure done as well. There you go. I was um, having, a, I was having my balls clipped. Yeah, of course uh, you were get, getting my yeah. vasectomy. Of course you were. <laughs> we but came. Wait, wait. We, yeah. Right. Right. So, um, that was that the dog was fine. He'd been great. Turns out when this happens to a dog on one leg, it can happen on the other leg. Guess what? It just happened. And guess who just had surgery two yeah. days ago? Yeah. The same dog. He buried the dog. And my so balls we, have not, I haven't had to get my balls redone though. So we, was we, wondering. Right. So we, we brought him home yesterday and he's, he's doing fine. Um, and it, this wasn't a question of me not knowing about what was going on, but it's just it's this two year mark, at least for us, that yeah. you know, we'll we'll never forget. Um, but the real point, the most important thing that I want to talk about here, we can go in any direction that we want. I really, really think that you are seeing stage two of the coup. Well, sure, this is. And, and, and anybody that, that thinks this is some kind of a isolated vomiting of hate for Kevin McCarthy, and that's all this is about, anybody but him would be fine. You're not paying attention. You're, 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 you're not listening. You're, you're not tuned in to the fact that uh, seven, as a 17 of the 20, of the, these original 20, are total election deniers. Mm -hmm. They're fascists. They don't believe in the system of the United States government 
as we've had it. They want to overthrow the government of the United States. They signed on to the petition that Donald Trump was the rightful winner of the election in 2020. These are those people. Um, five of them have been newly elected, and five of them were, were, were Trump endorsees. Let's take a look at uh, at a couple of them here. These, this, this is just, just, just dreadful. Now, some you know, some you may not. Yeah. Um, here we go. Eli Crane. You heard All of right. this guy? Yeah, I don't know this guy. Of course you don't. Why would you? Why would you? He is uh, from Arizona. Arizona. Uh, district 2. And this was a, a newly drawn district out there. Um, Mr. Crane is a political newcomer. And I'm reading from a piece that was written well before the election. He was a political newcomer who was a contestant on Shark Tank. Oh. He and his wife appeared in the episode in November of 2014, November 7th. They were looking for uh, money for their company called Bottle Breacher, which makes bottle openers in the shape of ammunition. They started the company in San Diego. The, uh, the whole idea there was that uh, you could open up your bottles like a real man because the bottle openers were made out of dummy 50 caliber bullets. Ad for the product says, shoot open some bottles in the manliest way possible. Okay, that's this guy. Uh, and then let's go down to Florida. We don't want to leave Florida out of the, uh, they have a new congressperson. She's on the, uh, the top 20 here. Her name is Anna Luna, Anna Paulina Luna. Uh, she's good buddies with Matt Gates. She is a former swimsuit model who built a career as a conservative rabble rouser. She ran the Hispanic outreach for something called Turning Point USA. You may have heard that before. Mm -hmm. uh, so these are people, essentially, who have no interest in really governing or doing things for constituents or anything of, of that sort. They're about burnishing their brand. They're about making themselves famous one way or the other. And if it takes using being elected to the house of representatives to do that great fuck it but if you think these people have any ideas uh to advance society the country the party the anything um you're wrong and, and these are just these are just two of them and again this is an attempt to just completely blow up blow up the United States House of Representatives. And so far, um, it's working. I mean, this is, this is what fascism kind of looks like. Because if you look at the, the classic definitions of fascism, boy, this one, this one really follows it. Uh, I'm doing a little digging here. Uh, we, have a, we have an essay written in 95, 1995, by an Italian philosopher. And this is one sentence. This is perfect. Fascism is a movement of rigid discombobulation, a structured confusion, replete with contradictions and incoherencies, but it's emotionally, firmly fastened to some 
archetypal foundations, right? So if you saw any of the speechifying that was done the last few days by these 20, where they sound like all they want to do is democratize the Republican Party and the way the House does business and make it so that they know every little comma and every little word and every little sentence of things so that they know what they're voting on because this has been an unfair you can make some arguments reasonable arguments that some rules need to be changed but that's not what they're doing no that's not what this is that's not that's not what they're doing uh and plus kevin mccarthy not a fan but he's given into all this shit already he's already given them everything they want so if you're negotiating with hostage takers and you want to give everything the hostage taker wants and then the hostage taker says tough i don't care then what do you do you're dealing with a nihilist you're dealing with an anarchist and that's what these these people are uh, to a to a great extent though before this week you know kevin kevin mccarthy had kind of coddled these people he kind of protected these people and now it's hilarious that they're turning on him the i think i mean there's it's well, I, I wanted to get your take also the the guys on fox news are now extremely frustrated with these 20 folks uh, Sean Hannity had Bobert on, and he's he's just exasperated. On Fox and Friends, uh, Brian used the very, very unfortunate terminology of calling them insurrectionists, and then he had to walk that back a little bit. Probably, probably shouldn't use that term. What what do you make of Fox why News? Not? Why not? <laughs> why did he have to walk it back? Well, that's just not. That's, as you know, as you know on Fox, if they ever accidentally tell the truth, they got to walk it back. I'm sorry, I told the truth. What do you What do you think of that? What do you, Fox News, who has enabled assholes like this for a long time, now find themselves disgusted by these people? I think that's hilarious. Well, it's just like the fact that Trump has absolutely no sway anymore. He's done. He's through. They're not listening to him. He's of no value to them in winning elections anymore, if he ever was. And of course, because of what happened, you know, in November, they've really woken up to the fact that his endorsement isn't worth the uh, the paper that it's uh, written on, if he's ever written it down. But you get the point. He's he's done. He's yesterday's news. And by the way, I was thinking about this. Look at the way Barack Obama conducted himself leading up to the election. He went and made speeches and endorsed the Democratic candidates where it was appropriate, except for here. He couldn't find any. There, there apparently are no flights to Raleigh or Charlotte or Greensboro that he could come here. They couldn't get their shit together. They, for, they couldn't get right, their shit together. Sherry Beasley. But putting that aside. Yeah. Uh, um, he was unbelievable in his appearances and his humor and his cutting to the quick everywhere he went, saying the right things. That's what Barack Obama did, uh, who, if I check my history here, he was the president right before Trump. Is that right? Do I, I have believe that it, right? I believe that's correct, Brad. All right. So what does Trump do? Okay. He picks primary winners, right? He tries to manipulate the party that way. Um, some of them win, most of them don't, but a lot of them do in the primary round. And then you get to the general election, and he was essentially a dead-bang loser. He was a dead-bang loser. So now we're after the election, and they've all figured out, including people on Fox, that he's of no value in winning the elections that they want to win 
anymore. They're done. So this this kind of uh, uh, you know when you you see those stories in the I'll use an old phrase here National Enquirer or in, in, in the gossip or the daily it'll be somebody with a fucking abscess that weighed fifty pounds right that they have to <laughs> they yeah, have to remove. The person didn't even know it, right? They didn't even know it. Well, that's Trump, okay? That is Trump to the Republican Party. And they're trying to figure out how to get rid of this. But like with a lot of illnesses, like if you let it go long enough, sometimes it'll just go away. In the case of Trump, yeah, I guess one day he's going to die. But so far, he's, he's not dead. And Fox, I think you're just seeing an outgrowth of, Donald Trump is of no value in winning elections anymore. And what he has left behind is so egregiously horrible, not just for the Republican Party, but even beyond that for the country. And even they know it. And even they have to admit it because, you know, there is going to be a tomorrow, Maureen McGovern. There has to be a morning after. Um, and there will be a time where we look back on this, and this does not help Republican election chances for anything, dog catcher, you know, in the future. This has exposed them for the empty shell of a nothing party, the true no-nothing party. You've heard this a million times in the last four days. I haven't heard one thing about policy. I haven't heard one thing from these people about what they would do if they did have control of the house, they don't care about that. All they care about is gaining power and holding on to power. Well, I think it's worse than that. They don't care so much about their own power. They just want to make sure that no one else has any power and that you undercut the foundations of the government of the United States. And they are doing it from within. And that was the goal when, uh, several thousand people attacked physically the Capitol. Now they're inside the Capitol attacking this building, not physically, but just as effectively, maybe more so, maybe more so. Uh, they couldn't stop in the end on that day coming up on two years ago, the transition of power peacefully from one party to the other, from a Republican president to a Democratic president. But what are they doing? They're showing that they're not going to allow a peaceful transition from a Democratic House to a Republican House. So they're doing the same thing in reverse to themselves, blowing themselves up in order to take you down, you being all of us. And this is this is the fascist playbook. This is what you do. You, 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 because, uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before. If we start paralyzing the government to where we can't do anything, um, well, I'm very concerned. We're not going to have any Hunter Biden hearings if this keeps going on too long. We're not going <laughs> to be able to get that done. We're going to find out what's in that damn laptop, right? As Doesn't if they really care? As if they really care about that? Aren't they just shooting themselves in the balls, though? I mean, isn't? I, mean, I know the point. That's what yeah. I said. I, I just said that. But I know, but you 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 also act like it's it is damaging to the country, and to an extent, it is. But aren't they just? Isn't well, it this, is. 
isn't this much more damaging to them than it is to the country as a whole? Well, well, if we're not trying to have a one-party government, are okay? we not? They they would like a one-party government. What if the other party? What if the other party? What if, what if the other party commits suicide, Brad? What if I, they all just I, run off the cliff? I, I I understand that, but as as difficult as it sounds, they do represent a large number of people in this country, and. The Republican Party, as pathetic as it is, as completely screwed up as it is, as lost its way as it has, something has to exist besides the Democratic Party. We, and I know it isn't in the Constitution to have political parties. I know that. Shut up. <laughs> but um, you, it, it, it can't go away this way, although it seems like they're determined to make it go away this way. Um, I, it looks to me like the only way out of this is going to be for Kevin McCarthy to go hat in hand to Hakeem Jeffries and cut a deal. Well, that was the, uh, that was the, cut wasn't that the, uh, the Keith Olbermann thing that you gave me his solution? He's not the only one that's that's thought of that. He says Hakeem Jeffries should go up to Kevin McCarthy and say, here, here's 212 Democratic votes. This is what we want. Boom. First of all, the Hunter Biden shit over. Impeaching Joe Biden. Don't even think about it. Forget about it. Um, these 20 assholes, they're put in a closet somewhere and they never see a committee and they, they never even sniff anything right. close to leadership positions. And right. then you just go from there. Right. Uh, now, is that going to happen item by item? No. But I think the, the general idea is not that crazy. Be, and, 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 you know, we're not all these other countries that have multi-party systems where prime ministers have to form coalition governments. I mean, the, the latest example, and it's a horrible one, is Israel, right? Where, where Benjamin Netanyahu in order to get back into office so that he doesn't get thrown into jail. Sound familiar? I want that job back so that I'm immune from prosecution. But anyway, in order to do that in Israel, in a parliamentary system, he has brought in the worst of the worst of the worst of the most radical uh, right-wing Israeli politicians in order to have enough people to uh, form a government. I think he made it over the line by one, the way they, they do their voting there. But that's how it's done in other places. We know nothing about that here. Remember a few years ago, it was, oh, here's an idea. What if uh, Joe Lieberman and John McCain ran together? That, 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 there'd be two oh, the unity from, ticket, right? that whole idea. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Okay, so that, that never goes anywhere. But that was then, and this is now, and America's back is against the wall, Britt. There's no tomorrow. This political system needs to give 110%, don't you think? <laughs> eight. And the number now is officially eight. He has lost. Oh, we're at eight? eight? Yeah, we're at eight now. Wow. You know, they're coming fast and, and, and furious here, aren't they? Uh, the surprise this time, Lauren Boebert uh, nominating a Kevin Hearn, who is from the Fighting First District of Oklahoma. That's Tulsa, Brad. <laughs> Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma getting the one vote from Lauren Boebert. Oh, my. Who, uh, oh my, they're not. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of Republicans out there that are not, wha they're not whacking it to her like they used to. You, you know what? Uh, you know what? I think 
really fucked up McCarthy, and they've never forgiven him for this. Um, this is about seven years ago. It was about seven years ago. So this is before Trump was yeah. even a, a, a thought. But uh, when Hillary Clinton was uh, starting to make the moves and was starting to emerge as a, a likely candidate, you know, besides her emails, like this might even be before her emails, there was Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. And Kevin McCarthy, who wanted to be speaker back then, opened his mouth and publicly admitted that the Benghazi hearings were bullshit. <laughs> I do and remember all that. They, all yeah. they were for yeah. was to screw up yeah, we we, we, we heard Hillary Clinton. That is exact. I remember that interview very well. Yeah, right. And and wow, the, you you mean we were all right about yeah. what we were saying about the Benghazi hearings, that they were a bullshit construct. That was one thing. Benghazi. Another thing they haven't forget was he spoke out against Trump after January the 6th before he went down and kissed his balls at Mar-a-Lago. So some of them are still kind of peeved about that. Well, but I think I think you can play the long game and the short, short game, game. Here yeah. with, with, with him. And um, I, I get that, that uh, that's part of it. But uh, when you when you start to read about him and you read about his biography and, and uh, he was the ultimate backslapper, knows the kids names, knows when their birthday is, sends this, you know, he just every suck up move um that you could ever do and uh it's all for it's all for not and i'm sure that uh you know he doesn't know any of these these 20 very well it probably has nothing to do with most of them it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um when you know but, the, but, but, but like, the idea that the idea that there's going to be uh not what we've known in the past as a resolution for how to find a speaker of the house it almost seems inevitable considering we've had all these unprecedented things in our in our politics and in our country these these past few years and uh much of it of course is because Donald Trump got elected and Donald Trump got elected for some nefarious reasons even though isn't it amazing how they've all stuck with the Russia hoax the Russians had nothing to do with anything, Britt. Did oh, you yeah. Know that? Yeah, nothing They've at all. Never had, they have never had a, a, a Twitter. Twitter basically elected Donald Trump by accident, but they didn't know it. But now it's Twitter's fault. The, it, it, it's so stupid. It really it's is so very dumb. stupid. Hey, before we get out of here and call it a week, uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed that you haven't shit on Southwest Airlines this week. What, what, what you have a take on Southwest Airlines and that disaster that we saw in the all the traveling over the holidays? Well, I mean, look, uh, I guess we can circle all the way back around to what we talked about initially, which is uh, radio stations. We've worked at radio stations where they didn't invest in the technology where yeah where it's decrepit where where it doesn't work well all all happens in that case is your station sounds crappy and you can't you can't do on the air what you want to do this is a little bit different this is a major airline i think southwest which you know until 10 years ago was not a gigantic airline it was a regional airline and then because of 
deregulation ideas that were coming to fruition in, in this part of the 21st century, they were left. They were, you know, we're, we were left essentially with four major airlines. You know, it's, uh, it's Southwest, Delta, United, and American. Uh, and there's, there's Southwest. And they were this little airline that, that could when they were just based out of Texas. And they flew point to point, no hubs, no Atlanta, no Chicago, no Charlotte for Southwest Airlines, for the most part. They didn't do that game. They just flew you from point A to point B, which we love that. We love nonstop flights, don't we, Britt? Isn't that great? They're they're the best. We do. They are the best, uh, unless they're not. And (laughs) um, they didn't invest in the the technology uh, that would keep them, you know, equivalent to the, the other large airlines who had better ways of, and by the way, you know, shit like this has happened to the other airlines, but never during a holiday so egregiously and for such a long time and after the weather cleared up. Okay. <laughs> that, that I think that was the that was the other problem. Um, so but you know what? We have short memories in America. We do, I guess. I, I, and, 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 and it's not and by the way, it's not as if you always have a choice. No, but the Southwest had always gotten really good marks for they customer did. service. Customers, they did. Well, they, well, they did. If if they could if they could run it on a shoestring and and get away with it, and it worked, and they charged lower fares, their fares haven't been lower for years. Their fares are just no. as high. They're higher, actually. Every time, no, they you know they what, still get time. they get brownie points for the the bag thing for letting the the bags still fly free. Big big deal. If that's if, that, if, the, if the fare if the fares are are equivalent and uh you may not get there because their computers were from 1974 i'm not not sure you're saving much money there Uh, they've they've squandered all that kind of goodwill right oh yeah oh it's bad it's not good at all but all right so uh who whose reputation is restored first southwest airlines or george santos that's easy (laughs) 